And here we are again, everybody, another edition of the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. My name is Mike Parker, sitting in here today and hanging out with uh, a special guest this week. As promised, we like to introduce everybody to somebody new each week, if we can, here around the brewing company. And this week, we're talking about not only the beer and the craft soda, but, drumroll please, the food. Because the food is such a major component of the success and the identity of ABC. So we bring in with us today, Executive Chef Kyle Mason. My friend, how are you? Very well. Hot out the kitchen, so look out. (laughs) Watch out. Hot out the kitchen. Hot plates coming at you. (laughs) Kyle Mason, how did I meet you? Let's see. uh, I think we started our relationship here at Appalachian Brewing Company. Yeah, we did. We did. So I'm thinking back around 2013 is the first time we uh, we crossed paths. Yeah, you had freshly started and I was just starting out. So I was running the marketing office and uh, you were were brought in here to... uh, to Try to run the kitchen. Run the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) and and come up with some new stuff and and figure it out. So... So let's talk about you as as a as a brand. Appalachian Brewing Company is everything craft down to the ingredients in the beer to the way we source local ingredients yep. to create the food. So let's just talk about that from from the beer to the kitchen. Sure, take that transition. Me, yeah, take yeah. T- what, what's your philosophy when you, well, when you get in the kitchen? I mean, obviously here at Appalachian Brewing Company, we have such a unique product, uh, something that we pride ourselves on. Uh, it's the reason why you're tuning in right now, you know, because you know the quality that, that ABC brings. So one of my challenges was to replicate that same integrity, that same quality, uh, but obviously in a different avenue. And being passionate about food, that was obviously the, uh, the choice given. Um, so what I try to do to bring out liveliness and to bring out the fresh peaks that we, we see on our menu now is incorporate every ounce of that goodness that you got in front of you right there, that beautiful, what is that, Capona Fest? Uh, yes, but speaking <laughs> of, I've got one, you've got one, yeah. and... Uh... We can cheers that. Yeah, and we're, this is uh, <laughs> we, the the food is a, is a, we're gonna get to the beer in a second, but cheers. I Maybe couldn't go any s- longer. Could you please uh, edit in a better sounding <laughs> clunk clunk than that? <laughs> that was all week. That's, that's sort of weak, but it, I don't want to get that's better. Capona Fest. This but is the end of summer beer in Harrisburg. Go ahead. That's the name of the game, you know, is uh, is taking these amazing beers that we produce here at all of our locations, day in and day out, and uh, utilizing them to create a, a unique dish. Um, right down to, I mean, for goodness sakes, our, our gravy. We put gallons of Jolly Scott beer in that thing. So, um, you know, to, down to our chili. You know, we're making our chili uh, infusing beer in it. We have salad dressings that we use my favorite, uh, Hoppy Trails IPA, and it just adds this unique, uh, robust floral note to, to the, you know, the, the dressing. So, um, really, it's, it's, uh, the, the challenge is just being able to, to keep enough in my arsenal. You know, so <laughs> yeah. that as new beers come out, I can throw something good at it. Right, and it's sort of also you can't rest on your laurels when you're in a, an industry that's always changing. So people are always coming to different locations of, you know, craft breweries, you know, micro pubs, whatever everybody ever wants to call these, whatever they're traveling around. It's like, hey, you know, you're, you're staying here in this random town, maybe right. overnight. Where's the, you know, ask Alexa. Got to be a brewery where's, around. Where's the closest <laughs> brewery? And inevitably, people end up at one of the ABC locations. So, you know, they try new new beers. It kind of 
the adventurer in them, you know, sure, the little, ignited. something to, to test their palate while they're here too. So right. it's a, it's, it's a pretty big, uh, responsibility I'd say that you have back there in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's, it's felt every day, <laughs> but it's, it's loved, you know, and it's a passion that, uh, that burns within. And, you know, obviously, um, uh, you know, if we without passion, you, you certainly can't be successful in anything and can't have any drive. So uh, I feel it. I replicate it, you know, and it's emanated throughout this company. So it just makes it that much easier to, you know, to be able to let it shine, so to speak. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to talk more about the food. I want to talk about uh, the, the local inspirations, the local ingredients, the amount of training uh, that the, the people who are working in the kitchen here with you sure. have. But let's quick talk since we mentioned it and we're taking a sip of it right now. Quick, another sip of, of uh, Capona Fest lager. All right. Mm. Okay. This is, uh, this is ABC's Oktoberfest style Marzen lager. Obviously uh, a famous style of the Bavarian fall beer festivals abroad. But, you know, this one, this that sort of that distinct toasted malt flavor that amber color, it just has a crisp finish to it, extensive lagering during the brewing process, and uh, alcohol by volume on this one is 6.5 with a 70 IBU, so it's got a real good balance, yeah. not too hoppy, and uh, you know, when you're talking about a good beer, you want to pair it with some good food, so uh, a good a good food pairing Sure. For the Capona Fest lager is sort of up to the individual, but we like to make some recommendations. What would you recommend? I mean, uh, one thing that goes great with this style lager is definitely our uh, chicken Caesar flatbread. Um, that nuttiness in the Asiago cheese, uh, the creaminess and the lingerance that the Caesar dressing leaves on your palate, uh, you know, with that little bit of tartness from the lemon, this uh, Marzen style lager really helps to kind of calm the palate down and help everything wash over. So that's another great pairing. Um, in addition to that, we also have uh, some fantastic Oktoberfest style food and cuisine going on right now. Um, you know, we have a few uh, schnitzel right off the bat would definitely pair well with this. Again, another creamy dressing or creamy mushroom gravy over top. Uh, this lager is going to help to break down that complexity and certainly help to wash over your palate. All right, so right now... Uh, I'm watering. As, as you're listening, <laughs> as you're listening to the podcast, we're in the middle of Oktoberfest. So uh, we talked a little bit about it um, you know, on the previous podcast to try to get, get folks in here for those who are listening in real time. Uh, it's going to be close to the end or or just just basically past here by the time we're listening to this. So what we're going to do is we're at least going to make an attempt to feature some of the food, <laughs> which is hard enough to feature food and beer on a podcast and let you know what we're feeling. But why don't you, you Kyle brought a bunch of dishes in here from the kitchen. So let's let's quick try a couple of these and, sure, and sure. see what we've got. Well, uh, Oktoberfest is going on right now. So, you know, obviously our main uh, cuisine is going to be German inspired. Um, I brought a couple appetizers up here for us just to sample. These are a German pancake, Mike. It's done with a shredded potato. Uh, we actually do a little bit of fresh mashed potato whipped in there, too. When in doubt, you got to fry it. So we've uh, done it a little bit of a GBD, a golden brown delicious French fry on that. Uh, gives a nice crispness. Actually, if we... Oh, there it is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that actually sounds really good. So it's, uh, it's kind of like what you would have, uh, you know, almost like a play on a hash brown. Yep. But certainly, as you can see, a little bit of a larger uh, style. They're about, what, five inches in diameter there? Yeah. You know, a potato pancake type is sort of a, it's a festival food. It is, and it's popular in a lot of different uh, cuisines and cultures. Uh, we do a, an Irish fest, too, and 
There is an Irish rendition of this same potato pancake, but not quite as crisp. It's almost like a traditional pancake. So it's, it's unique when we start uh, experimenting and, and playing around and, and moving to these different fests uh, where you see the similarities and the, uh, also the, you know, the differences yep. um, that make them so great. That's so so good, so good. All right, so on to the next. On to the next appetizer. One. Well, you know, like I said earlier, we like to incorporate our beer. Uh, so this is our beer cheese. Uh, it's done with ABC's very own Mountain Lager. Um, in a batch, there's probably about mm. half gallon of Mountain Lager in there. So when we make <laughs> a, about a gallon of beer cheese, so it's a good mix. Um, but this is a little bit of Gouda. There's some horseradish in there. I can taste the horseradish, so. and, and I'm enjoying it so much that I'm I'm sort of like. What is what? Is, what am I tasting here? So do you get the little sweet note? There? Oh my gosh! It's, it's a little bit of brown with, sugar, with a sourdough, salty pretzel. Exactly, like this. yeah. A little Unreal. bit of brown sugar on there, and it has that uh, that unique pairing of salty and sweet. So mm. makes it great. But what's the name of that one? Uh, this is our beer cheese. Uh, just the beer cheese Simple. with the appetizer, the sourdough. Nice pretzel. presentation. Got a uh, nice nice cup of the beer cheese. A healthy portion. And some uh, as healthy as beer cheese can be. Yes, some good, some good. <laughs> so here's the thing: elevated pub fare is it a, is it a fair way to put it? Sort of what we're absolutely. Going for? Um, you know, we we look for a unique spin, you know, on our pub cuisine, um, and looking for something that's fresh and inviting. So we're always looking to kind of revamp or retwist a, a comfort food classic, or take something you know that's as simple as a, a potato pancake and and put a different style flair onto it. Now, a lot of our German-style recipes that we are featuring right now, um, they are going to be uh, traditional, authentic-style recipes. So that's one thing to keep in mind, is that we try to be as authentic as possible uh, when we're doing these fests. Oktoberfest is no exception. We want you to taste what they would have in Bavaria right now. So certainly we're not really putting too much of our ABC spin on it, other than you know maybe some addition of some beer. I see you eyeing up the schnitzel, Mike. Well, as you bring over the schnitzel over here... <laughs> You said something that's important. Put the ABC spin on it. And one of the things that that and what that means is not only maybe infusing one of the house brewed beers, but also living up to the the philosophy that if it's done from scratch, it's done right. It's not coming off of a, a you know a frozen truck and just flash fried and presented no on a plate. This is like you're in here. The restaurant opens every day at, at eleven. Yep. You're in here. You're one of the first people in the building. In the I morning. am typically, uh, I meet the cleaning gentleman here in the morning. So <laughs> we exchange a little bit and then I'm on to work. So I'm typically here about uh, 7.45, 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, staff starts arriving shortly after and we get ready to go. Uh, that schnitzel, we're hand pounding every day. Looking for, uh, you know, obviously uh, the nice cut of pork that we want. We want that great marbling throughout. But we also pride ourselves in our freshness. So can't have good schnitzel if you're not taking the time to make sure that it's uh, it's done the right way. Okay, so schnitzel is again, it's it, what it, what I'm seeing on my plate is first of all, well, you this... got you got the Schlachten plot, my friend. Okay, okay, that is the what the uh, the German culture calls the meat platter. <laughs> so it features our our handmade pounded schnitzel that's on the menu. That's me shaking the table as I cut this, <laughs> by the way. So it's not. Go ahead. Uh, it's as well. Uh, we do have a, a knockwurst on there, uh, as in addition to our bratwurst uh, that's on our menu all the time. It's our mountain lager bratwurst, and also some kielbasa. All of our cured meats, all of our sausages, are actually uh, purveyed to us out of a small uh, little company called Red Castle in New Jersey. So we, we try to get as local as possible. Uh, they do a fantastic job, and, mm. and they've they've done a wonderful job with the uh, the sausages. It's also served with some apple caraway kraut. 
um, okay. which is uh, some sauerkraut, some fresh red delicious apples, and a little bit of caraway seed. And then my favorite is the German uh, warm potato salad. That is a hot bacon dressing put over sliced red potatoes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Bacon dressing's got a little acidity to it from some vinegar, a little sweetness into oh it with my. some sugar. Mm. It is, I love it. It is the bomb. That is so good. <laughs> that is something, by the way, I guess because being a local Pennsylvania guy, there's a lot of Pennsylvania, you know, like Dutch influence too. Obviously, where does, where does that come from? It comes from the same places these foods are originating from in so a roundabout way. And uh, the German influence on Pennsylvania Thanksgivings and, you know, even Christmas meals and things like that. We're just, the, we're, we're here talking like hot bacon dressing. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the real deal. Yep. We got. Absolutely. If you haven't been to a, uh, you know, had had the Lancaster. <laughs> no, well, yeah, but you know what? I have family in Schuylkill County, and it's this. And and hot bacon dressing is that's the thing. It's and I look great forward on to it. Salad every, too. Yeah. Spinach salad with some hot bacon. I use this with dressing for. It's so versatile. It's so know, good. For many different things. Kyle, well done. This is the uh, the Schlockton plot. Schlockton plot, baby. <laughs> I love it. So oh, the meat God. platter. I couldn't, you know, what host wouldn't uh, wouldn't offer his guests some excellent dessert. Oh. So this is actually, at ABC, we do pride ourselves in obviously Scratch Made Kitchen and doing everything that we can do. But when you find someone who does something as wonderful as this, you, you have to give them their due. Okay. This is a homemade strudel out of Bavaria from a small little company. Uh, we sourced it just for this Oktoberfest. It is absolutely amazing. I've done it Alamo with some vanilla ice cream. It's had a little chance to melt. That is delicious. It's light. It's flaky. It's got excellent cinnamon and sugar. Thin sliced apples. I mean, it's just we just have such a. um, a, There's so much to relate between the cultures that we live in, here in you know Appalachian country versus you know the Bavarian flavors, the the, the flavors that come out of that over there this time of year as well. I mean, we've got uh, we've got apple festivals and everything. We live in one of the biggest apple growing. You know, regions similar the, climates exactly, right? and so and so it's it's just uh, it, it just plays well. You're getting um, you know an international flavor with the local twist from the local people, and uh, and pretty much that sums it up for uh, you know for Appalachian Brewing Company. All right, Mike Parker here with Executive Chef Kyle Mason from ABC on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. More to come. We're going to talk about what he puts his people through. <laughs> The boot camp. The and, ringer. <laughs> if you want to work here and, and run with the big dogs in this kitchen with this company, Kyle's going to give us a little bit of behind the scenes as how we make that happen when we come back. All right, uh, brewmaster Artie Tafoya is not here, so what Artie don't know don't hurt Artie. Uh, he told me, you know, you keep drinking these wheat beers on the podcast and uh, try something different. How about the, uh, and well, I, I always try something different. I just, it's, my, I, I can only have limited, what am I saying here? You know, I'm trying to get through a podcast. It's not like <laughs> you can't get an imperial IPA or two in me here. We won't get this thing done. You could. But I, <laughs> so, I, anyway, uh, as I take a sip from, uh, from, from, from my favorite, the Hinterland Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. Let me remind everybody about the great live entertainment coming up here at the Abbey Bar at Appalachian Brewing Company here in uh, as we, we slip into fall, late September, early October. ABCbrew.com. Click on you know events and you'll you'll find the list and schedule of all of the great bands that are are touring groups that are heading around the country playing 
the cool small venues like the Abbey Bar here at ABC. Coming up in October, Solar Federation, which is a Rush tribute band. So if Rush is your thing, Solar Federation is is awesome. Yarn coming in here on October 11th. Catalyst and Native Maze will be here a little bit later in the month on the 12th. And uh, maybe my new favorite band, just based on the name alone, Gatos Blancos, will be here uh, in October 25th. So uh, always more acts being added to. If you're looking for great local uh, venue with live music, great beer, great food, fun people, and an awesome atmosphere, it's easy to get to. It's right on the second floor here of the, of the big ABC uh, original brewery and headquarters in downtown Harrisburg, 50 North Cameron Street. The second floor is the Abbey Bar, one of Central PA's premier live entertainment venues. For more information, abcbrew.com, and for tickets, greenbeltevents.com. How do, you, how do you follow that up, Mike? Oh, all right, well, There's we're no following. We're following up because we are back on the podcast, and uh, it's Mike here with Kyle Mason this week, executive chef at Appalachian Brewing Company. We sampled some of the Oktoberfest food, Kyle. It's awesome seasonal Thank stuff. You. But there's so many great items on the menu on a daily basis. So let's get into that. But first, let's talk about, first of all, what it takes. We know that being you know, a rock star in the kitchen is a- about being not only good at what you do, uh, creative, yep. You got to be fast. You got to. I mean, you got to. You got to make the people happy. Absolutely. They always say you shouldn't sacrifice quality for speed and speed for quality. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. it, it is honestly. I mean, it is a tightrope that you must walk. Yeah. And and a, and a, a kitchen be, can become a pretty intense place, and it takes a special person, you know, to work work in the kitchen, a popular place, a hot spot like ABC too. So let's talk about is that a pun. Was that a temperature pun, Mike? I, if I, if hot it is, spot in the kitchen. Come if on. If it is, I think it grill. was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm there here it is gr- again. I'm here to grill you. <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> so what do you do? If I want to, if I'm, if I, I, can I just walk in off the street and all of a sudden I'm, you, know, you? no, <laughs> somebody else possibly. No, I'm, you know, here at ABC, we, we pride ourselves and obviously we want, uh, you know, the best of the best, certainly. But at the same time, we're proud of our training regimen. You know, we're proud of taking someone who has drive, has passion, but maybe not all the culinary experience in the world and grooming them into, who knows, maybe our next kitchen manager. And it's really all about those two things that I just said, uh, passion and pride. You know, if you have those two, it doesn't matter what you do you're going to be successful, whether it's at the kitchen in ABC, whether it's bartending in ABC, whether it's CEO of any company you want to be. You know, without those two things, you're not going to be successful. So, yes, anyone off the street is more than welcome to to come in and imply, but we are certainly looking for those two intangibles, if you know what I mean. With that in mind, though, certainly, like I said, we do have an excellent training program. We have online training that each and every member of our staff, uh, both front and back house, goes through, and that entails everything from corporate agenda all the way up through individualized training uh whether it's uh you know line cook utility position mm-hmm. uh, morning prep cook all of those things and then certainly uh, there's no re- replacement for the experience of actually doing so uh, we start every cook uh, in the kitchen after they've completed that online tutorial training and i like to start them out you know with the basics learning how to prep learning how to you know correctly maybe it's slice and dice and those things if they don't have the skill set or even learning uh, our recipes, you know, looking, learning how to make our meatloaf, you know, or our cheddar ale. Uh, so that as they start progressing and, and turning into those line cooks, 
they're more aware of how things started and where they're going. So it makes them even stronger of a cook professionally because they kind of know the origins of each dish as opposed to just, oh, there it is in front of me, let me execute. All right, so, well, I hold in my hands right now. The holy grail. The holy grail of, this is basically like, you know, I mean, it's like your resume, essentially. It is. It going is. forward. And, I got uh, about eight from this company alone. This is the menu. <laughs> it's the menu. I think we've created a few of these yeah, over the Yeah, a little bit of, uh, <laughs> I, I recognize some of the styling that, that remains here from, from my time at, in, uh, at the marketing office. And I think it looks great. I think, first of all, it's only improved since I left. But we gave it a... The vast uh, improvement. No, Artie has said before, he said, you put us on the right path. And to me, that's good enough. Mike, you, you trailblazed that path for us. So, <laughs> I mean, you had the machete ready Is that a run. pun? No, trailblaze. that is not. Trailblaze Maple Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I love Trailblaze Maple Brown. All right, so let me... What, what The reason I'm opening up the menu here is because, honestly, it just... It's uh, not only does it speak to me and some of my my favorite stuff, but I want to ask you. You have, you know, you've been here six, seven years yeah. now at this point. So six years. It's yep. a place. It's a place to for you. You know, it's, it's your home. You know, there's there's no avoiding it, Kyle. You guys <laughs> like the beer is infused with the food. Sometimes you're you're infused. Yeah, I'm ingrained in this thing. So absolutely. Look at, look down. Tell me one or two of the favorite items that like you came up with on the menu and, and oh, what inspired man. you jalapeno poppers okay that was one that we came out with probably about a year and a yeah, half that ago seems now. kind of like a you thr- know because me. i know but i mean <laughs> like jalapeno poppers right i, mean, right, I can walk, like every day i could walk through the frozen food aisle and it's jalapeno but that's not what this it's is not what that is at all it's actually a fresh jalapeno pepper that we uh we get in every day we we de-shell or excuse me uh, decor them and remove all their seeds and stems Stuff them with our own cream cheese mixture. It's a little proprietary blend, but uh, there's certainly some bacon in there, some tomatoes, uh, and obviously seasoning. And then we will wrap them with applewood smoked bacon ourselves and bake them off. So it's not like your everyday breaded, deep-fried jalapeno popper. They're actually a baked, fresh-wrapped, bacon-wrapped pepper, um, which they're just fantastic. I, I love bacon. Yeah. No, who doesn't? Who doesn't? And, and plus, if you're like me and you're like a lot of people, you've got sort of a crazy palate to enjoy a lot of different... Like, I think I just think beer drinkers in general like flavor. Sure. So bacon, jalapenos. Nice little spice there. The, 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 it goes great the with stuffing. a lot of our beers. We do a lot of IPAs here. Yeah. Um, and, and spice and IPA go hand in hand together. All so. right. So the bacon-wrapped poppers, as, as generic as it sounds generic for you, for you sounds, to say that's one of your favorite. but. You literally reinvented it's a, a favorite to make twist. it. An like a, I said, yeah. we try to take that classic comfort food and put a different spin on it. So another favorite is our beef on weck. And I know it seems like a kind of a generic uh, prime rib roast beef style sandwich, but it's, no. it's anything but. Um, we're actually brining that uh, beef in our beer for 24, 48 hours. Then we're seasoning it with a rosemary rub salt and then another 24 to 48 hours to cure. Oh. After that, it's going to be slow roasted to a nice rare. And then that's when we put it in our jus and we'll put it on our Kimmelweck roll. So it's oh, it's anything but ordinary and it's truly the labor of love there. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about one of the unsung heroes on the menu. Sure. This is no joke because, first of all, if I were to tell this, I'm saying this out loud maybe for the first time, but one of my favorite items and one of the things I order the most when I come into ABC is the ABC Black Bean Burger. Ah, okay? yes. Because, because. That is me all when through I, and through. Yes, because <laughs> before you got here, when I 10 years ago, the veggie burger, whatever existed on the thing, no offense, 
but I, I hadn't really tried it. You're not taking me. <laughs> but but you had this idea. So to to to, to bring this thing and elevate it. And the and I I think I had the probably the pleasure of uh, of sampling it when yeah. you first made and seriously to this day it's one of my favorite foods because I just know it won't disappoint me as much as I love a a, bur- a meat burger we've been doing Impossible Burgers for years yeah, this thing seriously <laughs> that, and that's a, if that's a trendy thing right now ABC's black bean burger is seriously top notch so tell me what actually goes into that because sure. you're in here making them every day we do we do they are fresh uh, freshly made product here um, they're actually 100% vegan and 100% gluten free so I mean you and name I am the bandwagon, that is, and, we and I am not it. that that's the thing but and that's the thing but anybody delicious. can enjoy it you yeah. know and it's so versatile but uh, it's basically a lentil blend uh, we do our own green lentils, uh, French green lentils. We reduce them down, and obviously they soften up. From there, uh, we're using our binders such as flaxseed and rice flour to keep those things gluten-free Gosh. and vegan-free. Uh, it's got some awesome uh, fresh celery, peppers, onions, in addition to black beans. Um, and then we kind of gave the flavor a little bit of similar like a Moroccan style mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit of coriander in there and some cumin. Uh, so it kind of played off that falafel yeah. Texture and flavor, but still completely its own right. And it holds together. And that's it the other part, too. Right, is yep. It's not like uh, some mush. No, <laughs> it's not mush. It's not like you're putting oatmeal on a burger right. bun. It's it's seriously, I couldn't, I cannot endorse it enough. I usually get it with the uh, with the yurt, yeah. you know, the yurt-style burger. So he gets the black bean burger, then puts bourbon bacon on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, there you go. So all this balance, glute, my friend. All, the, all that uh, <laughs> vegan gluten-free stuff is out the window for me. But the burger itself, if that's what you wanted, that's one. It's one of the options. So I think we, it's great on the uh, bulgogi with the pineapple oh. and the Korean barbecue. Okay, that's so, uh, we'll do that next time. Next I time. can. All right, we're we're here with Kyle Mason, executive chef of Appalachian Brewing Company. My name's Mike. You're on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. And we'll be right back. Well, everybody, it seems like you can buy beer just about everywhere. I mean, finally. Pennsylvania got its act together a couple of years ago and allowed us to buy beer somewhere other than, you know, some beer distributor on the strip mall on the way home, on the back alley, in the dark. Nothing against the brew throughs. No. So after you were done blowing the dust off of the, uh, you know, the, the case uh, in front of the beer that you actually wanted to buy, uh, or, you know, fought your way through those plastic curtain things into the cooler uh for an extra 50 cents you, you know you get it walk out with a, actually some cold beer the thing is now you can buy beer just about everywhere the grocery store the convenience store and appalachian brewing company is happy to be part of the offerings at, at, at those places so look for abc you know brands of beer wherever you go in bottles but hey while you're at it where can you get beer fresher than at the brewery itself when you come into your favorite Appalachian Brewing Company location, just look for the beer to go cooler. We've got all of our flagship beers and craft collection brews, plus anything new that might be coming out that we're bottling for the for the season. So mix and match a six-pack, take home a fresh growler of beer from the bar, or a crowler when available. Some of the new beers that have just come out, Zombie Apocalytics, Obviously, a Halloween-inspired beer with the zombie culture out there in Lidditz in Lancaster County, one of our favorite locations. There's the old batch number 666 Halloween beer, a delicious, full-flavored beer. And my favorite, the Ruddy Buck Spiced Porter, an awesome, flavorful ABC pumpkin beer, just in time for that fall season 
make Deer Camp Beer Camp. Take up a, a growler of uh, Ruddy Buck Spiced Porter. Okay, so back here at the podcast, Appalachian Brewing Company with Executive Chef Kyle Mason, who's been an awesome guest this week. Thank you for the food. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for the uh, the education about you know, how you guys keep things uh, you know hot, fresh, and local. So where do you see it? Where do you see it going into the future? Like, where are you going to find inspiration for something new on the menu? Right. Well, I mean, I'm always looking at you know things that obviously uh, we've done well with. And ways to reinvent maybe, like I said, that, that comfort food classic that just needs a fresh new twist on it. So um, as far as where ABC's going, I mean, certainly we want to continue to innovate and, and you know, push the boundaries of food and, and beer and, and, you know, obviously our sodas and liquor as well. But at the same time, you know, we want to stay true to our roots, to what's made us successful. So I can't imagine us straying too far from that comfort trail. Mm-hmm. But wherever we go, it will certainly be kind of running parallel with it. Also, you, you have the luxury of, of having some pretty creative uh, guys and uh, gals and some inspiration within the same building talking about the brewery. So Absolutely. as they're coming up with new beer recipes, that might set off a light bulb in your head and say... It certainly oh. does. A lot of times, actually. You know, um, I know they're doing... Uh, right now we have this raspberry sour that just came out. And the first thing that came to my mind was a fantastic dessert. Maybe like oh, a yeah. raspberry creme brulee, you know, with that uh, that sour on top. So, um, you know, always thinking of, of stuff that's new. And, and that's the greatest uh, inspiration of the all is obviously the peers around you. And those that are kind of maybe in looking at something a little bit differently than you have, and that light bulb triggers off. So. We had the head brewer, your your buddy and mine, John Strait, on the podcast last month, and uh, he had a pretty funny story about some some oops beers. You know, like the a good uh, you know a, a brewery legend at this point over the past five years or so, the Blank Stare IPA. Sure, yeah, it was just an oops. Kinda we kind of did it by mistake. <laughs> we sort of we sort of came upon this incredibly flavorful beer. So, I mean, anything like that ever happen in the in the kitchen where it sort of was like an oops, but now it's uh, become a staple? You know, we've we've had a couple in the, in our time. Um, we've had things that have certainly stuck and, and things that haven't. Um, we like to throw in, you know, like I said, beer in anything that we do. One oops that kind of happened by mistake was, uh, and it sounds like it goes perfectly together, but it took so long, was Chocolate Avenue and Brownies. You know, we that was just something that somebody had done by mistake and literally thought they were making beer batter. And and nope, and it was the, they weren't in the right mixer at the time. One that we've kept through the years is Honey Habanero. Uh, Honey Habanero actually started out as a mistake, uh, and lo and behold, it kind of transformed into oh this gosh. staple that's on our menu that does not compl- or excuse me that completes the rockfish with it. Like rockfish oh, yeah. are not tacos without Honey Habanero. I could dip French fries in it yeah. all day long too. We so. have guests that use it as salad dressing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's almost like a, it is. It's sort of perfect. So it's kind of that right consistency. But. Wow. Well, so so Chocolate Avenue Stout mixed with the uh, mixed in our in some brownies. I mixed mean, into the brownies, awesome. Be, yeah, but, and that was a mistake. And, and Honey um, Hob. And Thank honey goodness Hobbanero. somebody screwed up on somebody that one. Messed up that one real <laughs> bad. So good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's been an awesome time hanging out with an old friend, uh, Executive Chef Kyle Mason. 
Um, believe it or not, you and I are on YouTube. <laughs> so we used to, we did a couple of features on... Most hated yeah, <laughs> Good Day PA viewed what, episode ever. No, no, absolutely not. So if you want to, if you want to see the man behind uh, the microphone here this week... Or 20 both, pounds lighter, I think, yeah. at least. <laughs> Kyle Mason and, and I had appeared on a local Harrisburg uh, TV show called Good Day PA a few times, where early on in that show, they were, they were looking for guests, and yep. um, the connection... With, from some friends, we took in took in some beer and some food, and <laughs> and uh, I think they probably hold up to this day. It was uh, I've they... seen some others, and uh, I don't think they had our spunk. No, <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Kyle, it's been a pleasure. Again, thanks for the food. Thanks for sharing a beer with me. Capona Fest. <laughs> so, end of summer, start of fall. Can it really be winter on the way? Oh my gosh, so quick. The only thing I can say about that is. At least there's always more beer on the list. For Kyle, this week, I'm Mike on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast where we say... 